0: This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February sixth, twenty eleven. Prayer quest, our Father. Amen. Amen.
1: So after that announcement, I needed like a laugh, and that video clip really uh, is pretty humorous. It 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 helps a little bit, but really not. Uh, so anyway. If we're looking for a model of prayer, that is not it. (laughs) But we do have one, and it's found in the Holy Scriptures. It's found in the Bible, and it's known as the Lord's Prayer. And so this week and the next four weeks, we will be doing a teaching on the Lord's Prayer week by week. And so we'd like to say good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Lord, we thank you for today. And we thank you for your grace that covers us. Your strength when we're weak. Your Holy Spirit that fills us and carries us. And now we ask, Lord, for you to open up our hearts That we might receive your message. That we might be changed and transformed by it. And that we might leave a little bit differently than when we walked in this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen.
0: Amen. So in the early part of the um, Gospel of Matthew, we're told that Jesus had been preaching and healing and casting out demons throughout Galilee. And that as his fame spread, the people brought to him those who were sick and those who had demons and those who were paralyzed, and he cured them. And then we read where great crowds followed him. And then we're told he went on a mountain, and his disciples came to him, and he taught them, the disciples. We commonly call this, uh, this teaching the Sermon on the Mount, It's not a brief sermon. It actually covers three chapters in the book of Matthew, chapters 5, 6, and 7. And right in the middle there, right in chapter 6, Jesus tells his disciples what not to do when they're praying.
1: Jesus said, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full.
0: So, you know, there's some good prayer advice there, but, what not to do. And, but then Jesus tells his disciples how they should pray. And he gives them what has we've popularly referred to as the Lord's Prayer, the prayer coming from the Lord Jesus, the Lord's Prayer. And, and he gives us like a model prayer. We're going to use the King James Version as we talk about this this morning because that is kind of the closest to the version that... We most often share when we pray this prayer together, even today, even though uh, King James comes from the 1600s. Here's, here's the prayer as we find it in Matthew 6, 9b through 13, the King James Version. Our Father, and you can say it with me if you if you'd care to. Our Father, which, which art, art in heaven, heaven hallowed be, be thy, thy name. Thy kingdom, kingdom come, come thy, thy will be done. done. in In earth earth, as as it is in in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us us not not into temptation, but but deliver deliver us from from evil. For thine is the kingdom and and the power power and the glory forever. Amen.
1: And so as we explore this prayer found in Matthew 6, it's important to know that this is a prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples, to his followers, to those who were doing life With him. This was not a prayer designed for the casual follower. It was not a prayer designed for children. It was not a prayer intended to be repeated off by rote week after week. It was a prayer that is deep and it was intended for the disciples of Christ. It doesn't appear to be the prayer that Jesus intended. For us to use, but more like a model or a pattern for prayer. As Jesus said, He says, when you pray, pray in this way. He didn't necessarily say, pray this prayer, but pray in this way. And so today we'll start from the very beginning with the first uh, line, and then in weeks ahead we'll unpack all the other lines, but today it's our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So
0: let's start with our Father. You know, when we were in seminary, um, it was really interesting because we kind of had a shift because we were constantly said, don't, don't narrow God down to be just male. Does that make sense? Uh, we often refer to God as he, 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 he and we think of God almost in humanly male terms and God is so much greater than that so they encourage us not always to use he as the pronoun but to find other ways to share God so we weren't so narrow and you know if you look in scripture it's true God isn't male I mean there are we use he often to describe of course we only have he and she personal pronouns and most often we would use he God has Attributes that we often would attribute to females as well as attributes we attribute to men, he is strong right it kind of well often you refer to that as, as a male kind, of, but he's also comforting he uh, you know he has aspects of, uh, of fatherhood but also aspects to him of motherhood now we don 't see in scripture where it says God or a mother, but what i 'm trying to say is we try not to box God in if we 're not careful, we box him in and we don't realize just how full God is. And the other interesting thing when we talk about our Father, it's some people this is a, a challenge because um, their Father or the fathers they've known have been less than what a Father should be. And, and, and for those people, sometimes this can become a barrier. And so uh, when they say, we refer to God our Father, going, and they get this instant negative image, perhaps, because father for them has always been, maybe they've been abused or maybe been neglected or whatever it is. And that becomes a very negative. And so we always want to be cautious as we talk about God and, and not to narrow God down. And also to try to encourage people not to be um, um, less than open. To who God is because of what their earthly experience with something else has, has been. And yet, with all that in mind, when we see this in Scripture, it is quite clearly our Father, isn't it? I mean, there is no if, and, or but. It is our Father that Jesus calls us to pray to.
1: And so, this is a prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples... And he does clearly say our father. Jesus doesn't say my father. He doesn't um, just hold that in for himself. Jesus could have because Jesus is the son of God. But he's very clear. He says our father. That means God is God of all of us. Of all God's children. Our father. That includes every single human being on in the universe
0: Mm. and you know for those who might have a negative father image the beautiful part of this is and maybe uh if you have a friend or someone like that it may be encouraging to point out that when we use this uh, concept of god as father to not let the earthly image cloud who god is but maybe god determine what an earthly father should look like or these are the attributes that uh, an ideal father uh, or a parent. would have. Or huh? a parent. Or a parent. Um, our father as a, is protector, is provider. Our father is always there to hear, to heal, and to help. He's there to celebrate our joys and to comfort us in our sorrows. He's there to challenge us to be all we can be and to hold us accountable when we Mess up. He's there to catch us when we fall. Our Father is strong and wise and true and faithful and forgiving. Our Father gives us love that is unconditional. And we can't earn it. We can't buy it and we don't even deserve it. And yet we are given it at no price, at least no price to us.
1: Our Father. perfection perfection and again our father reminds us that it's not exclusively mine it reminds us that God is the God of all that God created us creator God and we are the created that God is not some distant spiritual being but who comes into our life Our father. We have a connection. There's a relationship between the creator of all things and the created. God is not a father or the father. God is our father.
0: Our father, which art in heaven, which art in heaven. It's interesting. If you, uh, in your English class, in 10th grade or whatever... If you used which to refer to somebody, you'd get a big red circle probably. Who refers to people? Right? That's what your English teacher should have said. So it's interesting here. But, but and in modern prayer, in the more recent prayer, not the one in, from King James, we usually say, when you say the prayer, don't you say, Our Father, who art in heaven, typically? Maybe we ought to use which. Because God isn't a person, is he? No. In fact, all too often we think of God as kind of an extension of our, you know, another person. And we really miss the boat when we do that, don't we? Because God isn't a, a, another person. And it's not another person. Uh, even though uh, we want to be in personal relationship, God's not a person. So perhaps which works better than who? And which art in heaven Wow Heaven, God's kingdom, God's throne, God's place, ultimately not of this world, but a world that's beyond, beyond our minds, beyond our grasp, beyond You know that song I Can Only Imagine? You know, a glorious song, but my challenge with that song is I always want to sing I can't even begin to imagine. Because God is so far in God's place. Heaven is so far beyond what my brain can conceive that I can't even start to imagine.
1: Heaven. When Jesus talked about heaven, he talked about it in similes. The kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom of heaven is is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast in a dough ball the kingdom of heaven is like seeds sown in a field the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl the kingdom of heaven is so far beyond heaven is so far beyond what we can imagine that the Lord just tries to do teaching okay it's it's like this to try to just give us a glimpse. The thing to remember is that God's realm is a spiritual realm. It's not this earthly realm, it's the spiritual realm. God's realm is a heavenly realm. Mm.
0: Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed. It comes from a Greek word, hagiazo, which means to sanctify. Sanctify means to set apart, to be holy. That's what holy means, set apart. This word hagia, hagiazo is connected to the Greek word hagios, which, which literally means to be separate or different, to be different. Something that is hagios is something that is different from those around it, uh, a person who is hagios is, is different, is separate from those people around. They're different. Uh, a church building should be hagios because it should be in some way different than the buildings around it. God's name is hagios. It is separate, it is apart, it is set apart. It, it should be treated differently than any other name. And why is that? Because God is different than any one, anything, any other, whatever. As Bible scholar William Barclay says, God's name is, is to be given in a position that is absolutely unique from anything else.
1: Barclay. Barclay also shares that for the Hebrews... A name doesn't simply um, mean what a person's called, but in Hebrew, someone's name also means their nature, their character, their personality. We see this throughout Scripture. Uh, the name Adam means, um, you know, created from the earth. We've talked about Jabez, that name means pain. Moses, which means taken from the water, Joshua, and then Jesus means God saves. The names go far beyond um, just putting a label on something. They describe the person that they name.
0: And likewise, the hallowed name of God. Back in the Old Testament, back in Exodus chapter 3, many of you are familiar with the story. God comes to Moses in a bush that's on fire. Remember, the burning bush. And it's on fire, but it's not consumed. That would have, must have been wild. And and God has chosen Moses to free God's people from uh, being enslaved by the Egyptians. They've been there for 400 years. And let's just say Moses is less than excited about the prospect that God's given him. He comes up with every excuse in the book, excuse after excuse, for not being the one to do it. Finally, <laughs> this excuse he gives to God. Moses said to God, Exodus 3 14, 15, he said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, Well, what's his name? <laughs> then what shall I tell them? And God said to Moses, This is that Charlton Heston. One, I am who I am. <laughs> that is what you say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Isn't that awesome? I am is what God's name means. It's from the verb to be. You know, most names are are nouns, right? But this name is from a verb. (laughs) And that's because God is. Right? God just is. Always was. Always will be forever and always no beginning no end god just is and god will be who god will be as he says i am who i am and that is just the character of god
1: the english rendering of god's hebrew name is yh W H Y H W H. There are no vowels in Hebrew, and so in English we pronounce this Yahweh, Yahweh. Now the Hebrew people did not utter the name of God, and so they called God um, Adonai, Lord. The proper name of God Y H W H was too sacred, too holy to even utter. And so that's why they called the God Ya-um, Adonai. Mm.
0: Someone reminded me during the break before service Said, see, in Hebrew, they, they believe that if you had someone's name, you had some power over them, that you understood them, that you somehow, well, I mean, we don't have power over God. And so that's why we would not even utter the name. There was, though, in the temple, the name of God, the proper Y-H-W-H, even though we, we say Yahweh, but that's far from, I'm sure, how it was truly pronounced, Y-H-W-H. Once a year, on the Day of Atonement, also known as Yom Kippur, the high priest was able to utter this name when he was in the most sacred place, in the Holy of Holies, the place where they thought God resided. Once a year, that priest was allowed to utter the name the official name of God. Hmm, That's incredible, isn't it? Wow.
1: We live in a world today where not much is held as sacred. Life does not appear to be sacred. And if we're not careful, we get caught up in that as well. And we also, you know, in our lack of, sacredness the way we think we also put god in that box and we treat god pretty much like we treat everything or anybody else and we shouldn't because god is different god is holy god is separate god is not like anything else god is not just some bigger uh bigger than life supernatural version of of you and me God is sacred. God is holy. God is apart from everything else. God is here and we are here. God is creator. We are the created. We've said this before. The main difference between God and us, God never ever thinks he's us.
0: can't say the other's true, can we? No. Hallowed be thy name. Later in the prayer, and we'll get to this in the next few weeks, we request daily bread. We request our sins be forgiven. We request uh, God not lead us into temptation. But before we get to any of the asking, we first establish who it is we are talking with, who it is we're asking things of. In other words, if this is a model of prayer, even if we don't say the Lord's Prayer, when we pray, what's the first thing we need to do? We need to center ourselves on who we're praying to and what that means. And it's just not a casual, like we're picking up the cell phone and calling our friend. We're in the presence, well, always in the presence of the Holy One. We're especially tuned into and talking to the Holy One. And that's way different than talking to the guy down the street. Before anything else, this Lord's Prayer acknowledges simply yet eloquently the one we're praying to our Father and where he's located in heaven and the reverence with which we should be approaching God, the reverence we should and must have when we go to our Creator in prayer. We must ever remember that God... God created us in his image. We don't create God in our image.
1: Our father. Who art in heaven. Was is. And always will be. The one who literally. Blew the life into Adam. Into the first human being. Into you. Into me. And in so doing so. This God creator God is separate, is sacred, is holy. And yet, as separate as God is, as holy as God is, God wants a relationship with every single person on this planet, in the universe that God created. That's indeed why we were created, to be in relationship with him. So as God is here and we are here, God loved us so very much that he sent his one and only son To live and die and rise again so that we can live in heaven here on earth and in heaven. So we can have a relationship here on earth and in heaven. And so here's God and here we are. And God loved us so much that he sent his son. And you can imagine the cross that bridges the gap. Jesus Christ, his son for you and for me. Our God is an awesome, holy God. And so let's together go back to what we heard, what we read in scripture found in Matthew. Let's read it together. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen
0: thank you for joining us for our podcast For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus
1: and the life that he offers.